0: So I will admit that, upon watching the finale of Captain America and the Winter Soldier a second time, I might have been a little harsh last week. Um, do you do you think I might have been going a bit over the top with my fanboy rage? Or... Um,
1: I mean, a little bit. You were you were definitely intense about it. I I think uh, especially because you said you didn't hate it, you were disappointed. So. But, you know, when you're passionate about something, it's hard not to be like that.
0: And I really didn't want to be passionate about that, but I guess, you know, I got caught up in the whole, like, I was just passionate about characters that I might have projected onto, um, you know, but also characters that they just wrote very poorly at the end because they knew, oh, we got to make this person a real bad guy. Um, you know, if I were to if I were to say my words again in a more succinct way, I will say that... uh I just think it's bullshit that they gave the toxic white guy redemption and didn't give it to the justified <laughs> black girl. That's <laughs> that mm. is that that's that's the biggest thing I hate about it. You know, it was it didn't even end with John Walker in therapy. Bucky goes to therapy, but John Walker, you know, kills a man in cold yeah. blood, all of a sudden gets stripped of all of his ranks and titles and he's just like, "Hey, then give me a costume and I'm
1: I'm good." <laughs> well, my my brother, who is not an avid comic book reader, is I'd consider him more of a liberal than, than like, a real true leftist, you know? But even he texted me and was like... So he's like, so Bucky's just best friends with John Walker now? <laughs> Thank like, you! He was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? And I was like, I know. He was like, that made no sense. I was like, I agree. Like, out of nowhere, he, he just texted me about that. He was like, it was weird. And I was like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Wasn't it last episode that that Bucky was whooping his ass and said, we want to do this? Yes! Like, yeah. The ire and hate for which he had for John Walker was yeah. palpable.
1: Sam was like, do we? And he's like, oh, we do. We fucking do. We want to beat his ass. Yeah, Take exactly. that shield like, back. And now he's like, you know what? We're cool, man. We're real cool.
0: I do feel a little bit better about Sam and just, you know, him being the guy who wants to talk things out. Like, I'm all about that. Yeah, me too. Captain America makes speeches like that's his thing. And he did Mm -hmm. that at the end of the episode. And I thought that that was great, too. I will double down a little bit on the costume uh, just because I think the difference is they're not at the point where they give him a CGI costume yet. And he had to have a physical costume over his already very muscular person yeah and you know if you look back at the older mcu stuff like you know even t- 2012 and earlier you're kind of like oh yeah i guess these these costumes are a little rough and then they have tom holland and tom holland in the cgi suit for spider-man you're like oh that's great And you have uh, black panther in the cgi's uh, you have chadwick Bozeman in the cgi right, suit right. for black panther or rather you have black panther in the cgi suit so he could play chadwick Bozeman. who knows oh. how they go yeah who knows where they go from here
1: yeah, I mean, I will say like the the masks in general aren't always that strong. Like, I think the Captain America mask never really worked, right? Like Steve Rogers always looks a little. And that's why they took it off it. of
0: him every opportunity. They oh had yeah, to. He,
1: that's why he he didn't even wear one in, in uh, Infinity War, right? He was like, "Fuck this." Oh um, yeah,
0: that's right. He didn't have. No, he was like, "I'm Steve Rogers." I got uh, a goddamn
1: beard instead, so <laughs>
0: he's got those luscious locks and that beard. On my part, I want to say that I'm sorry. I failed to mention that. The, uh, the man that Bucky goes to to make amends, it's in the book, his name is Mr. Nakajima, and we also failed to mention the Tuskegee experiments, which I might have mentioned in the mini-reviews earlier, but for those of you who aren't aware, uh, the experimentation that was done on Isaiah Bradley and all of his brothers-in-arms is a direct... Uh, I don't even want to say allegory, reference, whatever you want to call it. It's a callback to the United States' actual history with uh, with black bodies and the way in which they experimented on them. Uh, so, so yes, obviously that is all stuff we're aware of. And I, you right, know what, I mentioned right. it in our second Lovecraft review, I think, or or even the first one. So you know, I know it. But but yeah, but uh, but for those of you who are just getting into our podcast because of uh, the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier reviews. Hold on to your butts. It's going to be a really steep drop from here. But go back to the older stuff, like Lovecraft and Watchmen. It's a good time.
1: <laughs> well, we spent about as much time on Mr. Nakajima as uh, that episode did, so I don't feel as
0: bad. I think we spent a little more. to be- Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah. So so that's 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 my two cents. I might have been a little little tough on this last episode, uh, but there there are some some aspects of it which I believe I am completely justified in. And if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes and sources. There was actually a TikTok video that a friend of the podcast sent to us, well, sent to me about how the Flag Smashers are actually all lives matter people. And that their one world, one people thing is a result of them feeling marginalized because the people who are blipped, the real victims, are are being helped and now the flag smashers feel that they've been left behind and But I thought the people
1: that were blipped weren't being helped. That's why they're in refugee camps.
0: I think it was the people who were blipped came back to find other people living in their homes. Like that's what the GRC guy said. So I think he's more upset at those who I think he's trying to help they're trying to help the people who were blipped and not those who are displaced by the returning I see I thought it was the
1: other way around. I thought it was the people were were, couldn't return to their homes. Now they've been gone, so they've been put into camps, and they're not really getting any kind of assistance. But I could be wrong. I don't know. We'll have to look into it. Maybe somebody can tweet it out to us. I don't know, or email the podcast. I don't know. I, I didn't pay. I didn't pay that much attention. I I stand by everything I said in our review. <laughs> in fact, I doubled down on it. I, uh, I I mentioned what I enjoyed in that episode, but overall, it was pretty.
0: And with that, Ty, would you like to take a guess as to how many new reviews we have this week? I'm going to say between negative one and zero. Uh, Just a little above negative one. It is zero, as a matter of fact. But if any of you want your your podcast, if any of you want your reviews (laughs) uh, read at the top of the show, at the top of the podcast, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Please leave us a five-star review if you find it in your heart to do so. Although a few of them have been five star reviews, they've kind of been negging us actually, like five star (laughs) reviews with critiques, uh, which (laughs) I'm 100% fine with. That is absolutely Mm -hmm. okay. Uh, but, uh, But with that, Ty, you ready to bring in that theme song? Let's
1: bring it on in.
0: Welcome to our April 2021 edition of Housekeeping, presented by the Politipop podcast, the podcast where we read between the lines of our favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. I am your co-host, Mike Booch, a.k.a. the Soy Boy Pseudo-Intellectual. And as always, in the co-host seat is my man, Ty. Hello, hello. All right. Now, for those of you who are new to this, our housekeeping episodes don't actually have to do with pop culture or any sort of uh, reviews of movies or books or anything else uh, that we that we normally do or are known for. These are just kind of us getting stuff off of our chests. Uh, it's us reviewing us the world. It is reviewing the world. And honestly, spoiler alert, people, one star out of five. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I'll say it. If, if even a full star, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I wouldn't even give it 50 stars, okay. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. No stars, no stripes. Uh, but yeah, so so we're just going to go through different current events, and honestly, a lot of this is stuff that we've been holding on to a bit. I'll say for me, some of this isn't even current stuff. I mean it is, but for those of you in the news cycle, it's probably old, and you know when this comes out, uh, you know on Friday, it'll probably be old to you as well, so. Um, but with that, we are going to start off with our our first story of the night. Uh, the first thing we <laughs> want to talk about is the trial and the verdict of one Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin, for those of you who aren't aware, he's the, I don't want to say man, I don't want to say officer, he's the murderer of George Floyd. Uh, he knelt on the man's neck for eight minutes, 46 seconds in 2020, and his defense, his entire defense for this case included, okay, guys, but what if he just happened to die while that was happening and had nothing to do with our client? Uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing to do I with mean, the defendant.
1: <laughs> it, it just, it's like so wild to me. Like, even if this guy really believed that he had to subdue him, right? Like if Chauvin's like, I got to subdue this guy because, you know, he could hurt me. So he, he knelt on him, right? Didn't, and if I'm, if I'm, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't George Floyd pass out about halfway through and he still continued to kneel on him. So it's like, at that point, like what, why, you know what I mean? Like, like what, like what other reason other than you just didn't give a fuck if this guy lived or died would be your reasoning for doing that. Uh, you know, there really, there just really isn't one.
0: I think I recall the, the brave young man, and I want to say young man, I'm pretty sure he's under 18, the boy who filmed this whole thing with without that video, without a boy holding his camera up to a bunch of cops yep. who could take him down at any moment, without that, we wouldn't have this verdict. We would not have the video that is so clearly a murder, an execution, And and yet still there was a trial that needed to be held, which shows once again that the United States will always, always, always give the white person the benefit of the doubt. And for those of you who may be saying, I don't think so, always we will go through the rest of, of our podcast. (laughs) <laughs> and and you can tell me, but, uh, you know, the slight I was I would call it a silver lining, but it's been followed up by so much shit. It doesn't even matter. But the silver lining is that uh, Chauvin's uh, the verdict was that he was found found guilty on all charges, I believe. Right.
1: Yeah. Second degree murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, I honestly wasn't expecting him to be found guilty on all charges um, so it, you know, it's good, but you know, he faces up to 40 years, I believe is, is the max. Um, and as little as like 10. So we don't, we don't know yet what his sentence is going to be. And you know, a lot of people are celebrating this and they're really excited and they're calling this victory. Uh, Nancy Pelosi thanked George Floyd for his sacrifice. That fucking twat.
0: Um, Sorry. Which is that, that just pissed me off. So much. it's
1: so disgusting. Like I, I'm pretty sure George Floyd's intention was not to die that day. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Pelosi, for, for, you know, for that comment. Uh, But, like, you know, I do want to tell people, you know, hold your feelings in a little bit because this doesn't necessarily mean justice. We don't know what his sentence is going to be. Um, It clearly has not stopped police shootings, as we're going to get into in a little bit. Um, And Mm -hmm. to me, this kind of felt like Chauvin was chosen to kind of be the sacrificial lamb. to
0: Sacrificial pig, yes. Sorry, just to, wanted to throw that in. There.
1: Yes, that's good. I like that. Uh, to, to the sacrificial pig to prevent you know further rioting. We're you know we're in uh, the, you know by the time this airs, I believe it'll be May, right? May first or the last day of April. I think
0: it'll be uh, April thirtieth. Yeah. Okay,
1: so you know we're we're heading towards the summer and things are getting warmer, and that's you know last year it's when we had mass protests in the streets, and it could very well happen again. Right. That's that's something that could definitely occur this summer. And I know Especially they know they know this. that people
0: are getting vaccinated, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it's I even more of an incentive.
0: Gonna, yeah, I think it's going to happen. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I, I think it will, too. But, you know, they're obviously going to try to prevent this as much as possible. And I think they knew if Chauvin was not found guilty, that he that this would really erupt right now. And, uh, you know, they I think they had like the police commissioner testify against him. Uh, the training officer that, that you know, trained uh, Chauvin, like all these people kind of came out um, uncharacteristically and, and really, you know, were, were on, came to the trial and, and, you know, spoke out against him. So for me, it, it felt very much like this was pre-planned, that, you know, he was going to take the fall for this. And, you know, if that is true, it, it concerns me that his sentence could be a lot lower than we're hoping for. You know, maybe they really like, listen. You're gonna you're gonna get found guilty, and then you'll get like ten years, and then you'll get off with good behavior and less. But you know, maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe he'll get forty years, and uh, and that would be great. But you know, this this isn't I wouldn't call it quite justice yet, and it shouldn't be so surprising, right? It's like the reason like they were so shocked. By this is kind of disgusting. This should have been a no-brainer. It was on camera. Like it shouldn't be like a, a surprising verdict. But unfortunately, it is because the percentage of police officers that are found guilty is so uh, ridiculously low. There's only been, I think, like a handful, like 15 police officers, let's say, in the last I don't know how many years that have actually been, you know, found guilty of, of something like this. So uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty wild that you know people are so excited about this when it should have been again a no-brainer.
0: I think that you know, similar to what you were saying, we've really been conditioned to just accept the bare minimum. I think also that this is a very uh, calculated—I don't want to say smart—but it is definitely a calculated move on on the part of the state. Uh, they have actually moved his sentencing hearing back to June 25th, um, probably in light of all of the uh, all of the continued killing and maiming of black people at the hands of not just the police, but also just white folks who think they have authority in general. Um, and it's weird to say that because it's not like this is something new. It's just that it's being recorded more often. Like imagine, you know, we've said it before. You know, we, uh, we you know used to associate with somebody who was definitely a rapist, now that we're looking back on it. and And, you know, we always said, imagine the stuff he didn't tell us. So imagine the stuff that doesn't get caught on camera, that these cops still feel so entitled and comfortable in acting the way they act in this climate blows my mind. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone were like, hey, you know, we're you know, podcasters have been murdering people at a wild rate this year, I would take a step back and be like, all right, how am I podcasting here? You know, let me, yeah. <laughs> let me be more peaceful. And like, oh man. Um, but yeah, the other thing I think, uh, you know, we see that not only was the sentencing moved back, but also that Minneapolis has started preparing the city for like a siege, you know, showing that they are not, probably look you know they're not planning on a verdict that's or a decision that's going to be uh you know 40 years like I definitely don't think it's going to be the max sentencing
1: no Um, definitely not
0: yeah so 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 that's just something to keep in mind I think also that when the next protests do begin this summer for whatever happens next or whatever has happened within this past month that it's going to be the you know, the state, uh, you know, you could say President Biden, you could say Minneapolis specifically or or whatever mayors of you know of whatever states or you know, cities are are having trouble, uh, quote unquote, you know, are are being sieged by by protesters trying to seek justice because once again, this isn't justice, this is accountability. Uh, you know, let's not get too carried away with ourselves here. I think that it'll be easy for them to say, listen, we gave them what they wanted. This guy's in prison for 10 years and they're still violent. They just want to be victims. They just want to, you know, they just want to be angry and they're thugs and they're savages. And we they deserve whatever we we send to them in the form of the National Guard or whatever. it's going.
1: Well, to. this is exactly what's happening. I mean, I, I think that the Biden administration has even said they're uh, they're kind of turning around on their idea of police reform because of the Derek Chauvin verdict so you know they're already like well maybe we don't need to reform the police because look he was found guilty and you know Derek Chauvin going to prison does not fix fix this very corrupt racist system right it, it that, that's not going to fix it. it's not going to fix the problems with the police it's not going to save you know thousands of other black and brown Americans from being killed by the police it just it, that's not that's not the solution this again like you said it's accountability it's it's should be totally separate. They shouldn't even consider this, uh, you know, anything to do with police reform at all.
0: And speaking of those other black and brown people who have not been saved by this fucking verdict, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about Adam Toledo?
1: Yeah, so Adam Toledo was a 13-year-old child who was killed by police in Chicago. Uh, So basically there's... Uh, I forget the name of the system but uh, Spot, Shotter, Spot Shotter. and it's and it's a system designed to uh, recognize gunshots in the city and it, and it costs tons of tons of money from the taxpayers. Um, a lot of cities have stopped using it because they found it was not accurate and not helpful but supposedly this this system you know recognized gunshots so a police officer you know was uh, was sent to the to the scene uh, I believe it was like 2:36 a.m. so you know it was middle of the night um and by the way in the
0: show notes and sources we will have a timeline from the chicago sun times in there so you know if you're listening to this go to our show notes and sources and look at that as well um kind of i'm actually going along with you as you as you tell me what
1: happened excellent (laughs) uh so yeah adam toledo and 21 year old ruben roman were walking down uh sawyer avenue right and that's when they were approached by by the police officer um who was, I think, 34-year-old officer, Eric Stillman. And, uh, you know, Eric Stillman believed that they had a gun. So he chased after them. He wound up chasing after Adam. And uh, supposedly, you can see in the body cam footage, Adam tosses something, I think, behind the dumpster or, you know, behind the fence. And it may or may not have been a gun, right? Okay. And he turns around and he complies with all of the officers orders he puts his hands in the air is clearly no after longer armed after being told
0: hands show me your fucking hands literally yep. the, you know the words you want to hear from a professional who's supposed to uh escalate conflict that's exactly what you want to be hearing it is kind
1: of so, wild that they can talk like that can you imagine like i mean uh, you know i know you're not like working but no one in this right service now, like, i worked but, at like, Wendy's.
0: yeah like i you know if, if i if I
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's like give you fucking groceries when I'm bringing somebody up, or like like you want to fucking return that? Like I can't do I can't they're, do that. There are special themed,
0: there are specialty themed restaurants in parts of the country that that you go there to get treated like shit at because the service industry is supposed to be overwhelmingly nice and yeah. civil. And even when you're a dick, that, like I've had
1: some people yes. who were cursing me out, super aggressive, and I have never ever
0: cursed at a customer.
1: You know, and like. You have like, pulled the gun me.
0: on them, but you've not, yeah, I mean no, that's that, that,
1: that accepted. <laughs> Listen, that's uh, just the
0: grocery <laughs> business. What are you gonna do? That's right.
1: Uh, and, and yeah, so he you know he says, "Show me your fucking hands." And what does Adam do? He he shows his hands, right? He holds them up in the air. Uh, he turns around. He's complying with the orders, and uh, the officer shoots him in the chest. Shoots him in the chest once, uh, and I, be- I believe he's like, "Are you okay?" After he does it, um, <laughs> oh and it's asshole. like it's like. <laughs> what do you the think you just fucking shot him man jesus um uh, yeah and, and so basically you know he he killed him he killed 13 year old adam toledo and you know i know a lot of people come out well what's he doing out at, at 236 in the morning what you know he did he have a gun why was he hanging out with a 21 year old it does not matter it does not matter why he was there if he had a gun this officer was not fighting for his life uh it, Adam was was listening, he was listening to the cops, and he turned around and he held his hands up, and he was still shot to death. So, you know, we're going to discuss a couple stories where people have been listening to the cops, and they've either been shot or attacked, and it makes you wonder, like, what's your best option? Is your best option to keep running? Is your best option to fight back? I don't know. You know, I'm a white guy, I'm luckily I've never been in that situation, but... You know, I can I can only imagine. Be you know, if I was a black a black man, and I was pulled over by the police or approached on the street, I'd be fucking terrified. Because even if I did what they asked, there's no no reason they wouldn't kill me, right? That's that's kind of what I get out of this. And so now a 13 year old is dead.
0: And I I actually want to take this moment to talk about a uh, a Netflix short. It's a 30 minute short. If any of you haven't uh, haven't seen it, then please. Uh, find it, although I just canceled my own uh, Netflix. Uh, Really? uh, Yes, yes. Uh, My own Netflix subscription. Just got to be too expensive for me. But anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's a short they have called Distance Between Two Strangers, and it's basically a Groundhog Day scenario in which a black man is, you know, he wakes up from a one-night stand with this cute girl. You know, he's going to call her again. He seems to be a nice guy, you know, like Gen Z kid. And he's trying to get home to feed his dog. And he keeps getting fucking murdered by the police. And no matter what he tries, he keeps getting murdered. And um, that's it. Just watch it. Was <laughs> it a, what's it, it called? It's called uh, Distance Between Two Strangers. So those of hmm. you who are listening, I mean, if you can handle it, I do. Um. You know, I I want to apologize to the listeners because I feel like I would be a lot more on top of these, you know, these killings and the details involved in them. But, uh, you know, I've just been dealing with a lot of my own stuff in my life. And. uh, And it's been a lot. So just even taking in anything from the world is uh, it's it's I'm just I'm like a nerve right now, like I'm really sensitive to this stuff. So. uh, So if you are in a similar position. Maybe don't watch that yet, but but for those of you who think you can handle it, uh, definitely do. Now your uh your little bit about it doesn't matter. I actually I actually want to follow up on that, but after we review all of these, uh, and I don't mean to laugh during it. It's just I'm very uncomfortable, and I'm just right. I am flabbergasted by the sheer volume of what we've been seeing, especially in light. Like, it's like the mainstream media can't even keep it down. And that is, that's what's so surprising. So kudos to everybody who has cell phones and, you know, you're out there recording police and the police and stuff. I want to go on to the Dante Wright shooting. Uh, I want to talk about uh, about the, I mean, obviously what happened, but the, you know, the woman who shot him, because this article specifically mentions her training record. The service file of a former police officer charged in the fatal shooting of Dante Wright, a 20-year-old black motorist, in Brooklyn Center this month contains scarce details about her police training history. The files released to the Associated Press on Monday include former Brooklyn Center Police Officer Kim Potter's job application, letters of recognition, pay information, and a training status letter with most sections blacked out. The documents show... Potter earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and underwent law enforcement skills training at Alexandria Technical College before joining the Brooklyn Center Police Department in February 1995. She completed training courses in policy and procedures, firearms, and felony stop procedures, in quotes, among others. Less than five months later, according to the documents. Redacted sections in the training status letter include volunteer experience, financial history, driving record, and criminal history, among others. And criminal history? Okay. Okay. I mean, I worked at a nonprofit and we barely let anyone with a criminal history, like, I mean, unless it was for one of our programs in which we were rehabilitating people who just got out of prison. Um, Like if somebody like had an issue with, uh, you know, with their license, we were like, oh, we don't know if we can have you. You know, meanwhile, somebody with a criminal history can become a cop. I just find that interesting. Um, Meanwhile... I mean, I'm not saying if she actually had a criminal history. I just find it weird that that section's blacked out. I feel like you'd want to know, you know, the classic right. conservative. Well, if you have nothing to hide, then it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't yeah. be a problem.
1: And right. I mean, and criminal history doesn't necessarily mean a person doesn't deserve a second chance or a chance to work, right? I mean,
0: well, yeah, I believe they deserve the chance to work, the uh, opportunity to vote, and also, you know, I I think it's ridiculous that felons can't own guns either, you know. But that's, you know, that's that's a different story. But you, yeah, you're 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 absolutely right, Ty. Um, now, do you want this woman in particular stop stopping you? I'm gonna guess no. Uh, but probably not. Yeah, but just with that, I remember when you said like, if you were a person of color, you would run as well. And I didn't yeah. say I
1: would run. I said oh, I don't didn't. know what I would do. I oh, said, you don't
0: know what you? Sorry, I, I said
1: maybe, that. maybe you, maybe it's the best option. I, I don't know.
0: I just there are two options when you're faced with a life-threatening situation. There's fight or flight, and The fact of the matter is there's something inherently wrong with this system that people of color see those lights and go into fight or flight mode. And it's not because black people are naturally fearful. No. You know, y'all think that they're natural predators. Right. So and by y'all, I mean, you know, the you know, the the powers that be, the government, the United States as a whole believes that. Uh, So it's definitely the way that you are, are treating people. Let me just uh, get this part out here. Potter is charged with second-degree manslaughter and Wright's death. Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tom Gannon, Tim Gannon, excuse me, who resigned in the wake of Wright's killing, said he believed Potter mistakenly fired her handgun instead of her taser. Her body camera video recorded Potter shouting, "'Taser! Taser!' before she shot Wright." And, oh, it seems they don't mention it in the rest of this, but shortly after she shot him, she says, Oh, fuck! Um, Or, oh, shit! (laughs) I was bleeped out in the version I saw. But uh, long story short, folks, I've made this mistake when I've been playing a new video game or a first-person shooter or something like that. This isn't the mistake that a a, a 20-plus-year veteran should be making. And, you know, as, as everybody knows by this point a taser and a, and a Glock uh, or nine millimeter, whatever they happen to use their service, uh, their service pistol is, is, is not the same weight or grip as a taser. And somebody with that experience should not be making that mistake. It, it's and, also
1: on your, your non-dominant side, right? Cause mm-hmm. you, you know, the way you draw. So just even the, the action of reaching to draw it would be different for a taser than a pistol.
0: Yeah. And you know that seems they said that they were like uh arresting him for for a warrant. Um I've I I have heard mixed messages as to what the the warrant was for exactly. Um you know they they originally pulled him over for apparently ex- expired plates. Uh you know and I do want to let you know that when it does come to auto stuff having worked in nonprofit and having run those background checks just regarding, uh, just regarding driving records and stuff, there are people who are like, "Yeah, I got this ticket, and then I wasn't able to uh, pay it, so then they put a warrant out for my arrest or whatever, and then I had to go to court, and my license was expired, so I couldn't go to court." And literally, these people just keep getting hit. Like, yeah. it, it is, it is, it is one hundred percent a fact that poor people continue to be punished for being poor and are then made more poor by by the by the way the system works. So you know you could be going to a drive, uh, uh, you could be driving to a job interview, and then you get a speeding ticket on your way there or something. Like I remember, I went to a job interview, and I got a three hundred plus dollar ticket for parking in the wrong spot of Brooklyn, and a boot <laughs> on my car. Thank God I got the job. Like you know, <laughs> and and also I had some people to help me out with money at the time. A lot of people don't have that stuff, but I just want to let all y'all know in case you're uh, wondering about about your own privilege. Um, we actually uh. Uh have an article here also saying that there's uh, the Minnesota House is looking to cha- once again, uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota House is looking to change police arrest warrant procedures, which is which were prompted by the Dante Wright killing, meaning they would handle defendants without with outstanding warrants for petty misdemeanors as sign and release. So. That would mean that whatever Dante was uh, murdered for, because that's what it was, was a petty misdemeanor. Okay? Right. So just everyone at home, think of the petty misdemeanors you've committed. And if you're not a lawyer, look it up online. See, see exactly what you've been guilty of and then think if you deserve to die for that. Police would handle defendants with outstanding warrants for petty misdemeanors as sign and release instead of arresting them. Cam- uh, Cambridge... Republican Brian Johnson says it would not have made any difference in the case of Dante Wright, who had a gross misdemeanor warrant. Ah, oh, there you go. It's unfortunate that he didn't comply and just go to jail, and things would have been a lot different. But it's easy to be Monday morning quarterback. Wow, way to go. Yeah,
1: he just didn't comply, so he deserved to die. You know and what I mean?
0: In case you were wondering, comply is a word that keeps getting used over and over again. In uh, in the in the short uh, distance between two strangers.
1: Well, you know, you're bringing up all these, you know, uh, misdemeanors and, and, and traffic violations as reasons for why people get pulled over. And this also happened um, in where was it in Virginia uh, to a army lieutenant, army officer, right? Same thing happened. He had uh, he didn't have plates on the back of his car, so he was pulled over by two police officers. So I have a little article here. Uh two Virginia police officers have been sued for allegedly drawing their guns on a uniformed army officer during a traffic stop and spraying him with a substance. They don't mention what the substance was. One of them has since been terminated. On December 5th, 2020, Windsor Police Officers Joe Gutierrez and Daniel Crocker pulled over U.S. Army 2nd Lieutenant Karen Nazario, who is black and Latino, while he was dressed in uniform, according to the lawsuit filed April 2nd. They pulled him over in a newly purchased Chevrolet Tahoe SUV for not having a rear license plate, according to the lawsuit. Nazario was returning home from his duty station at the time, the lawsuit said. So... Uh, he, I, I guess basically what happened was he pulled over into a well-lit gas station. Um, Sick and, son of a bitch. Yep. And <laughs> uh, they said he was not complying and that, uh, you know, he he didn't pull over fast enough. And uh, it turned out that he actually had just bought the car. So he hadn't even gotten his permanent plates yet. So he had his cardboard temporary plates taped inside the rear window of the vehicle. So he, he did have his plates there. Um, and you know, there's, there's a point where he says, the officers, I'm honestly afraid to get out of the car. And one of them says, yeah, you should be. They then threatened to arrest him for not listening to their orders to get out of the car and for obstruction of justice. And he said, I'm actively serving this country. And this is how you're going to treat me. Uh, seconds later, they sprayed him in the face.
0: As Isaiah Bradley said, (laughs) they will never let a bat, a black man. They might let a Batman be Captain America. I'll work on drawing that. But he said they will never let a black man be Captain America. And what's more is no self-respecting black man would want to be.
1: <sighs> Luckily, he didn't die, right? So yes. he, he kept his yeah, life. Uh, one of the officers was fired. But, you know, the fact that he had to go through this for what sounds like a mistake on the police's fault, right? Like they didn't notice the cardboard plates in the window. And they escalated something that was very minor to a major situation, and I feel like you know we police are constantly pulling you over for for traffic uh, violations, right? Speeding or uh, expired plates or uh, you know missing plates or whatever it is. Yes, and, there is a quota to get. By the way, James Right has yeah, there is. He's confirmed yeah.
0: that there's a quota and that they've pulled people over. He said just because their car didn't have uh, air conditioning. He said, yeah, the precinct has air conditioning. So when we arrest someone and see if they have an expired license, we can take them in. And now we get to be in the air conditioning. That's literally what a, a cop told me. Wow. It was probably his first year or, or two on the job. And I don't really I give a shit that. about saying his name out loud because he has a um, an excessive force charge against him, which you can also find online as well. So I really could not give two shits about calling, calling these people out.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there you go, you know, and it's like, they they use it as an excuse. Um, and you it's really dangerous people's
0: lives for your convenience. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> sorry, you just you, you, you can't do that. But yeah, sorry. I'm well, they sure. can.
1: Unfortunately, they can, they can. Yes. you know, yes, and can. it's. It's they've gotten away with it for for how many years, you know, and and sometimes just being black is enough for them to pull you over and make up some fucking story about why they pulled you over, uh, you know, for they can get you for the littlest things and they'll use it to escalate it, which can many times end up with someone's death. And, it, and it's just fucking unbelievable.
0: I, I want to delve a little bit more into that idea because you and I obviously see it as you were pulled over for being black. You were The, the crime was being black while XYZ, right? Okay. And I know that. I agree with that. I think that it kind of excuses something a little more complicated, though. And I also know... I'm not necessarily sure if I'm trying to convince conservatives of anything. I don't even know if any of you fucks listen to this podcast. But if you do, or if you're one of those people who's always on the... on, the, You know, if you're a liberal or whatever, you're like, Oh, well, this person did have a gun. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the idea. No police officer will ever shoot a person and claim, I shot them because they were black. I arrested them because they were black. They will say, I arrested them because they were committing a crime. Well... Like I mentioned in the last episode, when you have an entire group of people who are enslaved for 400 years and then put out into the world with literally no resources or any of the opportunities to be a contributing member of society, which was very purposeful because now you get to arrest those people at three times the rate that you arrest others and lock them up and then you get to continue using them for slavery. That's how our that's how our criminal justice system works today, and that's how the uh, prison industrial complex works today. But the over policing of certain groups, mainly you know like black and brown people, is is the problem because you obviously that's why they are being over policed. But if you're a cop going in there, you're going in there saying this is a crime dense neighborhood. Every person I see here could be a potential criminal. Right. You know you know because you don't fucking live there. You live in the suburbs. You you commute to work. You go there. And so that's the thing. You may be saying you may be thinking to yourself, listen, I th- I just think that everybody should follow the law. And if people follow the law, then they then this wouldn't happen to them. But that is not the case. The law is specifically built so that way certain people are targeted by it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing, is like not necessarily that every cop is a racist, but the system is racist. And I think that's what people yeah. don't seem to wrap their head around, is literally designed uh, to to hold down and and basically take advantage of people that aren't white, right? Uh, you know, like we've mentioned on the podcast many times that slave catching was the original uh, kind of role of a. Police officer, so then, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: an American police officer. Yeah, that's where you know that's why they
1: were here. pretty much invented. So you know, since its its birth, its inception, it's always been a racist system. So no matter how good of a person you might be, uh, whether you're black or white or whatever, as a police officer, if you're if you're doing that job, then you are serving a very corrupt and racist system. And like you said, maybe you're going into a neighborhood and you're not thinking, hey, uh, all black people are criminals, but you're thinking everyone in that neighborhood is a criminal. And it just happens to be all black people, which is what the system wants. (laughs) So, you know, you can't we can't break it until we we come to terms with that. And so many people just don't see it that way or haven't haven't been able to. Uh, And, and, you know, it's just going to keep happening. Right. The police need to be reformed or abolished. We can't keep going the way it is,
0: yeah. Yeah, they, you know, you really can't. But what I will say is this, Ty you know, the Ku Klux Klan may be bad, but I think I might be able to like join them and change the system from within. You know, like what if I'm a good clan member? Can't I change the system from within?
1: You know, that's (laughs) a it it would be worth uh, worth trying, give it it a shot,
0: right? Like that's that's what I feel the logic is,
1: yeah, Um, basically.
0: Yeah, uh, we're not going to read every article, but we will put every article in the show notes. Uh, We do want to talk about Andrew Brown Jr., Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Uh, This is after what happened, uh, but um, the black man who died during an attempted arrest in North Carolina last week was shot five times, once in the back of the head, uh, his family said Tuesday. Less than an hour after an independent autopsy concluded that the man Andrew Brown Jr. 42 was killed by a bullet in the back of his head, the FBI announced that it was opening a federal civil rights investigation. So, yeah, they've uh they've confirmed that this execution was so bad that the FBI is going to have to have to take over and in order to to investigate. We will have details on the specific incident in the show notes. We are running a little low on time, so just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, there's also uh, a white Fort Jackson soldier, Sergeant First Class Jonathan Pentland. He was an Army non-commissioned officer, and he was shown confronting a black man walking in his Columbia, South Carolina neighborhood in a viral video. Uh, he's been charged with third-degree assault and has been suspended from all instructor duties. The charge is a misdemeanor, and Pentland faces a fine of not more than $500, 30 days imprisonment, or both. And wow. he randomly accosted a black kid who was walking in his neighborhood. His wife filmed the whole thing thinking, I don't know what. I don't know how you can film this and be like, we're the good guys here. Let's do, let's yeah. She's she's shit. like, people are going
1: to love this.
0: Oh, my God. Man. Are you... <sighs> yeah, yeah. I thought of some really uh, shit. But anyway, yeah. So, so so that happened. So so that so that happened.
1: Uh, we also have 16-year-old Makaya Bryant who yes. was killed literally within minutes of the Chauvin verdict. Um, you know so there's body cam footage of a police officer arriving at a scene she has a knife um, she does look like she's going to attack two, uh one or two other girls that are also black uh and so i believe he... that
0: she had called the police uh because of the the, They're not sort of sure. They're okay, not okay, sure if it okay. was
1: her yeah. or someone else. They, 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 it's kind of been going an back and forth. There was
0: not and Makaya yeah. was the one who, who had a, a knife. The yeah, so she had a
1: Yep. Right, yep. so they, they shot, he shot her to death. And listen, you know, uh, one might be able to make the argument that he was protecting someone's life, right? She had a weapon, was going to attack another bystander, so he wanted to, to save her. But how many times has a white person with a weapon not been killed and they'll be arrested peacefully like school shooters right uh you know like uh, people who who have just murdered you know countless people have been able to be brought in alive yeah Kyle
0: Rittenhouse is doing fine
1: Kyle Rittenhouse is doing fine but this 16 year old girl you know had to die and maybe maybe if there weren't you know 20 uh black people in the the media being murdered by police the same day uh people would be more accepting that the cop really was trying to do his job but since you know everyone uh knows that these cops are just killing people left and right it's kind of hard to really you know sympathize with him and and feel like he did the right thing so 16 year old girl is dead who may have called the police herself
0: doesn't stop there. tie knox county district attorney Charm Allen, Charmay Allen, said officer Jonathan Claybaugh, God, the whitest names we're getting here, uh, was justified (laughs) and acting in self-defense when he fatally shot Anthony Thompson Jr., 17 years old, at Austin Magnet High School on April 12th. During a Wednesday press conference, Allen released surveillance and body camera footage showing Claybaugh firing two shots, killing Thompson and injuring another officer. I'm sorry, that's fucking ridiculous. So he fired the shots and actually hit one of his one of his coworkers. You gotta be Jesus. fucking kidding me! Um, the officer was Adam Wilson, and he was shot in the leg. So, um, yeah, apparently they responded to a call Biden
1: would be abuse proud
0: or something. Biden would definitely be proud. I mean, I'm more proud because it was a shot a cop that got the cop that got shot in the leg. But <laughs> man, uh, oh, and yep, you already got the uh, the lieutenant in Virginia. Uh, yep. Last thing I want to talk about, cop wise. A First Nations chief who uh, who was arrested uh, violently uh, by by the police and what he's doing moving forward from there. It says more than a year after his violent arrest by RCMP officers in northern Alberta was caught on video, there has been no resolution for Chief Alan Adam. And guys, this is going back to our Indigenous stuff. Remember, we didn't just do a month on them, and remember during that month we said that problems that face our community in general face the the indigenous community like 50 times uh more hardcore so, you know, they were the original people who were, you know, who were beaten by the state in, in the U.S., you know, or I should say on the, on the North American continent. So the First Nation chief was arrested in the early morning hours of March 10th, 2020, after a Wood Buffalo RCMP officer in Fort McCurry, uh, Alberta, pinned him to the ground. It was two letters. I don't know why they had to shorten Alberta, pinned him to the ground and beat him, leaving his face bloodied. It was not justified for them to come flying into me and start beating me up for no reason, he told Cross County Checkup. Adam was later charged with resisting arrest and assaulting a police officer, but the following publication of dashcam footage uh, determined that that was a lie. No, uh, (laughs) because of that, uh, the charges were dropped in June 2020. Without that video, which triggered such public outcry and initiated an ongoing investigation by the civilian-led Alberta Serious Incident Response Team, ACERT, Adam says he believes he would have ended up in court on the charges. Adam has yet to speak with a certain saying that if someone gets assaulted or somebody assaults someone, it is up to the RCMP to conduct an investigation. Uh, but 13 months after Adam's arrest, no one has been charged and the investigation is still open. I'll leave it there. Uh, you know, despite the fact that there was body cam footage, you know, and despite the fact that there was some sort of accountability held for one, you know, for, for Derek Chauvin, you uh, you know body cam footage doesn't mean shit as we damn well know and i i just i just want to close out on the police brutality thing by 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 making a few points regardless of what we see in movies and tv shows police aren't supposed to be badass gun-toting cowboys okay what I know, and I'm sorry to tell you that, because when we see it on TV, a lot of times it looks cool, but even... I've
1: seen <laughs> Lethal Weapon and Die Hard,
0: and I think you're wrong. Everything so. seems fine. I watched 22 Jump Street yesterday, and even those incredibly inept cops, I was like, huh, is this copaganda? <laughs> you know, even then, like, every, everything I watch has been tainted at, by this point, but we see it, right? We see cops most likely killing people in all of the stuff we watch because it's entertaining. We'd love to see the bad guy get his just desserts, but... What we're forgetting is that there is a justice system for a reason. People get arrested. They're held accountable in a trial by a jury of their peers after hearing the case, and they make a fair verdict. It is never a police officer's or, or employee or whatever you want to call it, law enforcement officer's job to execute someone. It never is and when you look into how they are trained and look into how they are defended that system has continually been perpetuated and i think part of it is just to keep us scared you know i've right. never we've said this before i've never seen a cop on the side of the road and been like oh thank god you know that being said I mean, a while like, ago one cop did help me fix my tire but <laughs> <well, there> oh <you laughs> he's a state I mean, trooper <laughs> <All> <laughs> right, but yeah what sorry what did you have to say no i was going
1: to say you know just like nick frost said in Hot Fuzz, you know Cops shouldn't be judges executioner. That is Exactly
0: right? true, you know, and you shouldn't be looking for proper action and shit. <laughs> so, if a, if someone comes out with a knife, wh- why didn't why didn't he have the taser? He showed up ready to fucking shoot someone. Why didn't he yep. have the taser? Why is a 25 year veteran, sh- you know, who is clearly severely undertrained, making the mistake? Of 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 you know using using their their handgun instead of a taser and and you know point is if I were Dante Wright I would have fucking run away too who knows what's yeah. gonna happen to him who knows you saw what what happened to Khalif Browder for not even stealing a backpack you're gonna tell me that that this that this guy who has a legitimate warrant out for his arrest you know is isn't isn't going to run it's the police's fault it is your fault at this point because everybody is afraid of you you yep. refuse to change the system. And that is why the common people that you are quote unquote charged with serving and protecting do not feel served or protected by you. And if you are a good cop right now, it is your job to speak up. And and and, and that that's just that's just how I feel about it. You know, the 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 guy who got who got pepper sprayed, so many boots to lick in that scenario, right? You got the army, you got the police, which boot to lick. You know, the guy <laughs> who got pepper sprayed, what broke my heart about it was that he said his dog was in the back and that his dog started coughing from smelling the pepper spray that was just unleashed in the car. Like you can't have fucking professional wrestlers whose first instinct is always gonna be going to violence, no offense, I know it's scripted violence, you know, like always going to a fight as soon as they show up to something. Why is that the case? Nobody feels protected by you, and the people who do constantly make excuses for you murdering people, and they should be holding you accountable. Shame, ding ding, yeah, shame. shame. I'm waiting for a cop
1: to to accidentally use his taser instead of a gun, and be like, be like, like gun, gun, and they're like, ah, I I meant to use my gun, and they're like, see, (laughs) anybody can do it.
0: I want to see the interview. It's like, yeah, so huh. I don't know. I was in fear for my life. It was a really tense situation, and the guy had a banana. I didn't know what he was gonna do, so I could to pull out my gun and I pull out a taser. I gave him a heart attack instead of killing him. Oh God! Like that is yeah. what I could see that interview yeah. looking like. And actually, I have one more last bit on that. I'm sorry, folks, but once again, this justice system—it's not set up. It's not set up so you can randomly kill people. I mean, on paper, it's not. It's not supposed to be set up that you can randomly kill people, and and then all of a sudden go, oh well, they were guilty of this one thing I wasn't 100 percent aware of. That was the George Floyd thing, right? Like y- y'all right. aren't understanding what what misdemeanors are, or what or what crimes are. And when you have seen people with their bare hands storm the Capitol and attack police officers and not get shot, one person. Like you know, the control well, if cops is cops are supposed
1: to be executioners, then why? Why don't we have the death penalty in every state anymore? Right? Like, what you know? Like, there's a reason we got rid of it. You know, <laughs> so we don't kill people anymore. People aren't supposed to be murdered. So, uh, you know, there's just no, there's really no excuse.
0: And 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 while the you know, and obviously the death, you and I were talking about this. The death penalty is incredibly cruel for a multitude of reasons. Yep. But there, there's also just people in there that don't belong there there are people who will be proven you know innocent by 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 DNA a year from now and you want to you want to just be like if you commit a crime you should get murdered i drank under 21 i shouldn't get fucking murdered
1: in america right you're you're innocent until proven guilty but that's not true that's that's what they say on paper but the truth is that if a cop says you did something everyone thinks you're guilty right and you. That's why we put people in jail and and make ridiculous bail amounts and et cetera et cetera. You know you're not really innocent until proven guilty. You know at any at any moment, all it takes is a police officer saying you did something, and your life's over, whether they kill you or put you in prison or bank uh, bankrupt you. So it's, it, you know that's that's the country that we live in.
0: That that's I mean that's that's very well said. And maybe it's because I like the movie Armageddon, right? But wouldn't it be more simple to take people who are crisis counselors and those who do have empathy and train them to be police, train them to do, like, the fight and violence stuff so that way it's, like, their last resort and they don't want to do it, instead of training the people who definitely want to kick some fucking ass to, to quote, unquote, de-escalate situations? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's easier, but but anything is better than this, guys. Anything is better than this. If you dismantle the police and allow every... I know this is a terrible idea. Don't do it. Obviously, no one's listening. But if you dismantle the police and gave everyone in the country either a gun or hand-to-hand combat training to protect, like, I, I feel like I feel like we would be better off in our own hands. You know what I mean? And it's, ter- it's a terrible thing to say. But for me to be like, oh, I'm not going to commit a crime against that person because who knows what could happen to me? Like, I think that's simple enough. You know, but even then people commit crimes out of desperation, you know, like we're acting like most people who commit crimes are just they just love doing it. They just get off on crime. No, they just there are a lot of people who who end up committing crimes because of the desperation. You know, what the fuck led a 13 year old boy out in the middle of the night to, to you know, to uh, allegedly have a gun? I don't know, but I feel very sorry for that kid. And there's nothing in his hands. Why are we shooting him? Why are you showing up afraid of a fucking 13-year-old? Why are we putting a bunch of pussies on the police force who can't make these, uh, you know, these distinctions? What distinctions? There we go. There you go. All right, Ty. Close it out with some Biden bashing, baby.
1: What? No, I don't want to. I don't want to bash Biden. I, I want to.
0: I just he want to talk about.
1: Biden? I want to talk about our president.
0: Real <laughs> okay, quick. let's talk about this guy then. You
1: know, let's. Let, I'm going to go into this with an open mind, and I hope you do too. You know, we're we're uh, we're just past his hundred days in office, and uh, you know, I want to kind of talk about what what he's accomplished, what what we'd hope that he'd accomplished, and and what you know, maybe we'll see in the future. I don't know. So, um, just just in general, before we get into specifics, how do you feel about Biden's first hundred days in office?
0: I'm not impressed. Uh, I will admit that i've I've kind of falling into the complacency of just like all right if I'm not seeing it on the news it's not a big deal but yeah uh, he hasn't done anything to wow me the you know the vaccine rollout hasn't been great uh when you know protests were gonna happen he said let's protect property over people uh, i even you know I, I, I I've seen a headline here or there saying that he wants you know that he may continue uh the the border wall construction and that they're they're are also plans to uh, to build another quote unquote immigration housing facility right which you right. know is a concentration camp it's like calling something a police involved shooting you hear any mainstream media outlets say police involved shooting and you know you can't take them seriously because they mean a cop fucking killed someone again but yes yeah, yeah. so i think that's that's my I, he's done nothing to impress me you know i'm not just i'm not glad that he's just not trump okay let's put it that yeah way. and i okay.
1: think you know what was toted in this election is like the election to end all elections, right? Like we had to get the fascist out and the socialist president, communist <laughs> in, <thing. laughs> as, as watching, Republicans like to say,
0: you went from, you went from liberal media to right-wing media. In <laughs> yeah. Sentence.
1: I know. I know. It's it's great. Really. Thank you. Um, and So so, here's the deal, right? Uh, Joe Biden's in office, and he, he's done a few good things. So I'm going to start with he reversed the transgender military ban. That's great. That's that's awesome. I'm glad he did that. Um, very, yes. very good, right? I, too, uh, am glad
0: that now trans people can die for, for oil as well. Exactly, yes, you, yeah. <laughs> it, it obviously was discriminatory practice, and I have seen something on Stephen Colbert? No, not Stephen Colbert. Who's the British version of him? John Oliver. Uh, I saw uh, I saw something on the John Oliver show, and this was uh, probably four or five years ago at this point, that, you know, that there are like that there were trans soldiers in Afghanistan who were able to get their uh, reassignment surgery through the health program there. And then also felt more at home overseas in Afghanistan with a bunch of fucking jarheads, you know, uh, murdering people around them than they felt here at home, you know? Jesus, uh, so, that's unbelievable. So yeah, so at least they'll be able to go and feel feel at home because things are, unfortunately, you're at more risk here, folks. Sorry to Right, right.
1: Uh, so what else? He he passed another stimulus, right? Like he promised, uh, which was great. It, you know, Money went to a lot of people that needed it. It helped a lot of people out. But there were some exceptions there, right? Um, instead of
0: $2,000, it was actually $1,400. I just got my letter for it today, by the way.
1: What is, What do you mean? I
0: just, I just got my letter that was like, "I'm President Biden," and oh. <laughs> you know, here's you. I don't, Biden doesn't sound like that. He and, doesn't. That and, sounds and like Bill President Clinton. McConnell. Here, Mike. I'm President Biden. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he, sorry.
1: He he also means tested it, and a lot of people were left out. Uh, instead of people who made over a hundred thousand, it was people who made over seventy five thousand. Now started losing money, and if you hit eighty thousand, you got nothing. Uh, if you didn't. Uh, claim taxes. You got nothing. Uh, I was actually someone who didn't didn't get the stimulus, unfortunately, and that was kind of a bummer. But, you know, I know a lot of people that needed it, got it. Uh, But it just felt kind of like, why are you means testing it when Donald Trump didn't? I don't know. Whatever. He made it happen. Wild.
0: It is. And like, you know, the thing is, like you told me, like, oh, I didn't get it because, quote unquote, I make too much money. But I think most Americans still have negative net worths. Uh, Because regardless of how much you make per year, it is it's always flowing into other bills and stuff like there's no way. There's relatively, you know, no way to, you know, to actually save and and have anything that's substantial because as soon as you get your paycheck, it goes to your college loans, goes to your rent, goes to your car, goes to everything else, goes to health insurance, goes health to, insurance. yeah, yeah.
1: It's, utilities, it's, it's,
0: it's yeah, the list goes on and on. That's huge for people, you know, even... Even with that, you know, I don't care if anyone uh, who makes more than I do gets money as well. Why would right? It's whole I, I mean, a stimulus.
1: It stimulates the economy, yeah, right? Obviously, the one
0: percent. I care about that. They, but they're hoarding they, it, you know. <laughs> but like,
1: that's a drop in the bucket for them. You know what I mean? Like to me, I'm oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, at a hundred thousand, you're not
0: really a millionaire. <laughs> like not so. At all. And nor so would I, I sacrifice, you know. I don't know. I just wouldn't sacrifice working class people for for that. Right,
1: purpose. and I they also know. didn't take into account where you live. You know, if you're making let's say eighty five thousand dollars in North Carolina, it's probably a lot cheaper. If you're making eighty five thousand dollars in San Diego, it probably doesn't go that far. You know, uh, and and you know, as someone who lives in New York, I can tell you that kind of money doesn't really go that far. You know, it, I, nobody I know that makes that money is considered rich or or wealthy. You know, they're they're still just kind of getting by. Uh, they're doing maybe a little better.
0: One of the best paid people I know, uh, actually two of the best paid people I know. Actually three of the best paid people I know. <laughs> make that four. Two of them still live in a uh, still live in apartments, and uh, you know whatever. You know I grew up in apartments. I have nothing against them. I live in one right. now. But like, but you know, w- one of the one of them is. Overpaying for an incredibly small apartment in you know in the upper east side of, of New York City, uh, you know another couple who who are doing pretty well for themselves uh, still have been you know ha- have been you know living living in a in, in a condo that luckily you know the the father gave them and even then they still keep getting outbid on all the homes that they want to get like and then yeah. you know the other you know the other guy he's ma- last I checked with him he was making eighty he's probably up to hundred k he's still living you know in an apartment so like. You know, these folks aren't rich. Your average person no. has lots of debts to pay off and lots of things they to do. consider.
1: I know. I like yeah. me personally. I still live paycheck to paycheck, you know, and it's, it it's, uh, I have enough to, to pay my bills, but, you know, anytime I, I splurge a little bit and I buy myself dinner or I buy a new comic book, you know, it takes a toll and it, it really hurts any chance I have of having any savings. But then at the same time, if you don't do that, it, you know you kind of fall into a depression a little bit as silly as it might sound you know every once in a while you want to kind of like get a little something nice you know and whether it's just going and getting a nice meal but uh you know and unfortunately it it, it can be very difficult and it, you need to make a significant amount of money to really escape that a lot of times you know and, and and it can be really tough especially where depending on where you live and your and your situation but so that's one thing right about biden uh he did did the stimulus uh he also rolled out his vaccine plan and i know you said that it wasn't great um and do i think it's perfect no but i i I will give him props you know i was listening to another podcast and they mentioned you know what the difference was between biden's uh uh you know um vaccine Vaccine plan and trump's is yeah you could tell me
0: because because i mean i i personally haven't seen any difference but you telling me i'm more than willing to yeah alter so, th- it with new information. so the yeah.
1: difference is a little bit of structure i think trump's was more of hey <laughs> ah, the we're gonna we're, we're, yeah right we're gonna give uh, i don't know new york state this many vaccines good luck you know Biden's was a little bit more structured. He gave a specific amount of vaccines out, um, kind of instructed them how to roll out the process. And it it still wasn't, as far as I'm concerned, structured enough. I think it should have been a universal plan. Each state kind of rolled them out a little differently uh, at different levels. But, you know, he, he got... You know, the patents. He got the, 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 the vaccines. He had multiple vaccines ready to go. Uh, and, and so just a little bit of structure, just a little bit. Right. Like I said, the bare minimum was enough to kind of make it a somewhat successful rollout. You know, the, they're saying an estimate of nearly 50 percent of Americans are now vaccinated. Which is, you know, a pretty large number since like 40% don't want it. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, pretty, good. <laughs> it's um, pretty good. But, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's great. Uh, at the same time, like you said, it's the bare minimum. I wish we could have done things a little bit smoother, a little bit, a little bit quicker. Uh, you know, it also kind of sucks that these patents are private, right? You know, countries like India. Peru, they are fucking suffering. Like they do not have enough vaccines. People are dying. People are sick, and they really, really need help. Uh, and you know, I know it's America first, right? So we're we're really not concerned with helping other people. But you know, that's capitalism. People want to make money off these vaccines. But uh, you know, and another thing is that the vaccines are free of charge. That's that's huge. Right. How, how are they doing it? How could you possibly give millions and millions of Americans this vaccine free of charge? This socialist I mean, son of a bitch. Exa- yeah. Right. It's like, huh? wow. It's almost like a socialist, you know, healthcare system. And I think that just goes to show that it's possible that we could easily do it. Uh, but we won't. We just and won't, that, we won't like, give it to and us. And that
0: people want to be healthy.
1: Yeah. I mean, it like, pulls great, right? I mean, no matter <laughs> what, what side of the aisle you're on, people want health care. Like it's just that's like a universally accepted need. Everybody needs and wants health care.
0: Yeah. But I mean, the, the idea is that they wouldn't. The, unfortunately, I don't see I, I don't see the Biden administration ever, ever giving anyone, you know, universal health care. Uh, but, but the I- exit
1: polls, the exit polls when Biden was was running. I think it was like sixty or seventy percent of, of voters thought he supported Medicare for all.
0: How wild is that?
1: It, and that's all comes down to the media and how they warp I mean, it. You know, the right if wing he,
0: media are the ones that probably helped him more. Socialist protest loving. Oh, absolutely! It like, yeah, sounds they heard that. awesome. He does, right? If you go based
1: on what they're saying, he's fucking, he's like fucking Karl Marx reincarnated or some shit. Like he's he's awesome, Comrade Biden, baby, Comrade Biden. You know, uh, where Bernie Sanders actually was going for Medicare for all, a lot of people thought Biden was, and that's just it's pretty unbelievable that that so many people believe that. Obviously, we didn't. We knew that wasn't true, and uh, he will never support it, but. Yeah, that's beside the point, but yeah, it just it just goes to show we could give the vaccines free of charge. We can give healthcare free of charge. So you know, vaccine rollout has been somewhat successful. I'll give it a seven out of ten, and uh, <laughs> and give them that. You know, and where where is Biden really falling down? Uh, I'd say everywhere else, <laughs> but oh. especially especially immigration. Right? He he said he was going to increase uh, the number of refugees from the fifteen thousand dollar cap. To a hundred and twenty-five thousand, uh, and that has not happened. And then he said it's sixty-two thousand five hundred, uh, and he's really nowhere near there. He he has not been able to really do anything different uh, than than Trump. I'd I'd say almost nothing is different about his his deportation or. Uh, his, his refugee facilities or, or any of the things that, you know, he said in his first 100 days he would take care of, uh, that Kamala Harris also promised to take care of. Um, you know, we, we, like you mentioned, they're building additional facilities and overflow facilities. You know, they're trying to unite families, uh, which is great, I guess, but I think they're uniting them in, in these facilities <laughs> instead of just letting them go. Uh, and, and so he's really, really dropped the ball here. And uh, it doesn't seem it seems like he's really overwhelmed and doesn't really have a, a clear cut plan for how they're going to fix this. And uh, I mean, to be honest, if it's anything like, you know, the Obama administration, they're probably not going to fix it. And they're going to continue to deport at large numbers and, uh, you know, not really make things any better for, for people coming here look, seeking asylum. So that's to me, that's a uh, a huge step in the wrong direction, um, but not. I'm not surprised, right? I, I think you and I both kind of knew this was coming, uh, no matter what people wanted to say. Uh, you know, and additionally, again, you know, healthcare is dropping the ball again. We're not. We're not. We haven't made any strides here. Uh, supposedly, there is some uh, eco-friendly bills that are being pushed forward. Uh, something not quite as as great as the Green New Deal, but along those lines. But the they basically know it's going to fail. They don't have enough support from Democrats, never mind Republicans. So it's pretty much dead in the water. Um, I, I have a great you know, article here, kind of just going over all the things that he's done, hasn't done in his first 100 days. So we'll have that in the show notes. But I, I think, you know, to summarize, what I feared was coming has come to pass. And that was complacency. Uh, I think that so many people have now gone back to brunch, as as leftists like to say, uh, and and you know they're like, hey, we got Mr. You know, great Biden is the president. We don't have to worry. We don't have to fight anymore, and that is probably the worst thing that could have happened because I think under a, a fascist like Trump, as horrible as the things he said were, and as horrible as the things his supporters did, it made people it lit a fire under them and made them want to fight. And I think it in many ways actually would have was helping us push towards more left agendas that could combat that uh, and, and make a real difference in this country, you know, pro-union stuff, uh, health care, um, you know, fighting racism, all the things that, you know, we, we really want to see come to pass. And I think under uh, in an administration like Trump's, when, when the country is burning, you know, we have to kind of look to what can save us. and and. Like or not, a lot of uh, socialist and leftist, you know, policies are what will save us. Uh, but now that we're back under, you know, a liberal president, a democratic president, people are just forgetting about it. It's it's back to normal, um, and he's going to continue pushing, you know, the one percent agendas on us, and we're going to be none the wiser. We're not going to care. You know, there, a lot of these bills are are thousands and thousands of pages long that are being presented, and. Most people do not read these, right? I don't read them. You don't read them. Most politicians don't read them. And in these, you know, I, I'm listening to there's a podcast uh, with this woman who basically she reads every, like a bunch of bills. She goes through them like line by line, finds Ooh. stuff that people are being are missing. She was on uh, the Bad Faith podcast uh, last week. And, she, you know, they're basically still trying to overthrow governments. And it's it's thrown into these bills, a bill that has nothing to do with that. But uh, you know they're still trying to stage a coup in Venezuela and in other countries around the world. You know these are the things that people don't know that aren't talked about, but they're still happening. Uh, the amount of money that's spent, you know, uh, on the military budgets uh, is unbelievable. And there's even I, I just recently learned this that there's uh, like a like a slush fund basically that is for not for military spending but for like things that fall just like. On, at a jurisdiction of that. So it's kind of like a rainy day fund and they can use that however they want. So let's say they get wow. like $80 million a year for the military. They can also use the slush fund to help uh, build more bases, to train more troops, uh, to stage coups. So they, they have this additional money that we don't even know about because it's it's uh, like redacted information that, that isn't told or, or really explained to the everyday American. So... Uh, there's a lot of shady shit going on behind the scenes and to me uh, Biden's first hundred days represents all the things I was afraid of uh, that we're not gonna ever get any better because people are just going to think it already is.
0: but at least he's not mean on Twitter dude like
1: I mean that's true that's true you know <laughs> and like it. one of his big campaign promises was that he was gonna tax the rich and uh, you know he has increased the tax on the rich, and he's got a new plan that he was actually unveiling today. But uh, ooh, he he might be omitting the estate tax expansion that he promised when he was running. Uh, And for those of you who don't know what the estate tax is, it's a levy of up to 40% on the richest Americans when they die. For 2021, an individual can leave up to $11.7 million to an heir or $23.4 million for a married couple before the estate tax kicks in. So you can leave someone almost $12 million before a tax. And anything over that, they start to tax. It's a lot of fucking money, right? So an estate tax is a really a lot great...
0: Role, a lot of roads, a lot of schools, yeah, a lot I mean, of that's, clinics. If
1: you tax that, that's, that's a great way to take the pressure off of working people. On people who have so much money, they don't know what to do with it. So he promised that he was going to raise that estate tax, and now he's not going to. So... Uh, I, I think Biden's administration can be summed up by saying that he's going to work with Republicans uh, and conservatives and the one percent uh, instead of working with the left and uh, that's that's what they wanted and that's why I didn't vote for him so fuck Biden you know what <laughs> i I went into it with an open mind for five seconds and then I realized that uh, he's he's exactly who I thought he would be so.
0: God, Biden to you is like Falcon and the Winter Soldier to me. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I wake up
0: and I'm like, Biden, Biden, you son of a bitch. But you're like, um, uh, I don't want to spoil Invincible, but a certain character coming back and being like, Biden. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, that's me. That's, and I just
1: keep getting my ass kicked by the U.S. government. I'm like, fuck, I just
0: keep coming back. He goes, here's the deal, Jack. Here's the deal, Mark. We need to talk, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude. I mean, it, it sucks because because uh, yeah, Trump was a common enemy. He was someone that exposed all of the faults of our system, that uh, that rewards uh, you know entertainers instead of actual thinkers and rewards celebrity over any sort of in- intellectualism, right? And you know, and just and continues to help out the the rich while disenfranchising the poor. Like he he showed that and he was that common enemy but yeah i don't i don't know i don't know where we go now because you know the media is is just definitely on the conservatives side they always yeah, have I, been they always will i be think good. i'm at
1: the point where like i kind of have given up on uh unvoting i just don't think there's any way to vote in the right people and even if you do they're not going either not going to get far enough or they're going to turn into aoc and <laughs> yep. you know which we, we we really haven't gotten into much but you know i think we were both big aoc supporters and she's uh pretty much abandoned the progressive movement as as you know they like to, th- to call it uh to yeah, support it's wild
0: how holding a politicians and elected representatives accountable is all of a sudden being mean to them and pushing them away yeah If it's
1: just like well what are you supposed to do like stop worshiping them, cult of personality, right? Like, i I'm, I'm always been a big Bernie Sanders fan, but, you know, even I think on this podcast, we've called him out that he's made some really bad decisions, right? We did not support him uh, backing uh, Joe Biden, right? That was that was a big letdown, and he, re- he really let down the movement. Um, and, and I think, you know, calling these people out for that stuff isn't a bad thing, and it doesn't mean that you wouldn't support them if they did the right thing, but, you know, when AOC is saying that Joe Biden's... Uh, Tactics at the border are so much different than Trump's, and he should be applauded. And
0: fucking disgusting. You know,
1: backing disgusting. A- uh, backing Pelosi, uh, you know, it's just it, it, it's really it, it's it's not only disappointing, but it it's just wrong. And you know, in, if you call AOC out, all of a sudden you're a monster. You're you know, you're you're a horrible person. And and you know, should you be calling her like a bitch or anything like that? No, yeah, you shouldn't but,
0: have to be sexist to hold no, her accountable. Not at all. There are actual sexists, but. You know, there's also people like us who just who just want to hold her accountable. Like what? Like, I don't I don't know, man. Like if you can't trust AOC to say that that kids in cages is wrong, who the fuck can you trust to say it? Exactly.
1: I mean, she she got in on on people power as uh, as Ryan Knight always says on his podcast, you know, (laughs) like she you know, she she really was the epitome of, of of, you know, a leftist politician running and she you know she beat an incumbent and you know the odds are stacked against her and she spoke out time and time again against the establishment and it's just like little by little they've beaten her into submission and she is very clearly on board with the democratic party at this point and you know, Bernie Sanders still does some great things. I think uh, he's probably gotten more progressive policies passed than anyone in in government ever at this point. Uh, but, you know, he's still willing to play by the rules. And to me, I'm like, you know, after he screwed him two elections in a row and he, again, was not left enough, but he was, you know, we were willing to... To go to bat for them to, in the hopes that we could get things moving in the right direction, you know. So it's pretty obvious to me that we cannot do it through through the the political means that they want us to, right? Through voting and and stuff like that. It's just it's just too corrupted. So I'm not sure what the next step is. Uh, I hope we fucking protest again this summer. I hope uh, we put their backs against the wall and really show them that we're not going to accept less than what we deserve because there's a lot more of us than them.
0: And if they. Have an issue with that. We can fucking handle it. (laughs) You know, like the people know what the people want. The working class is all. (laughs) There's a reason the 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 Soviet symbol is a hammer and sickle. They're fucking builders and farmers. And we have so many incredible people in the working class who could run this country better than those who are born with a silver spoon in their mouths. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Last thing I want to say is uh, last week I said that terrorists kill innocent people to achieve a political means that doesn't make any sense the means is killing people so terrorists kill innocent uh innocent people to achieve a political ends or a political goal yeah uh, goal just wanted to just wanted to put that out there so you know if you're like this guy sounds like an idiot you know you'll at least today you'll be like oh it sounds like a bit less less of an idiot <laughs> and uh and you know just it kind of ties into falcon and winter soldier it kind of ties into what you were just saying is that or what we were just saying is that when the woman asks him, so what, the governments are just supposed to take care of the people? <laughs> yes. That's why you're elected, you motherfuckers. Let us do yep. it then. If you won't let us if you won't let us, you know, collect our own rain, grow our own crops, provide our own electricity, provide our own transportation, you know, you're gonna gut public transportation so we all have to get cars and go in debt and ruin the environment and shit. Like if you're not going to to you know to let us do any of those things, then yes, it's your job to take care of us. Do not be surprised when we emancipate ourselves. And I meant that more like the Drew Barrymore way from her parents or like somebody emancipating themselves from abusive parents and less like, um, you know, seceding, which is what the South did. Although, although if we could get enough money, like together, all of us folks buy a plot of land. It could be in this country. It doesn't have to be. And just, you know, make a, a community, a commune, you know, that would be awesome. I'd make sure There'd it doesn't be become a cult because we're not super religious, but we'll figure something out. Uh, but next week, we return with our our first episode of Batman Month. Bat Month, as I like to call it, starting just this very moment. We will be reviewing Sean Gordon Murphy's Batman White Knight and... Curse, curse of the white of knight, knight yeah curse of the white knight okay just making sure that we're doing both of those <laughs> uh so if you haven't read those those stories from sean murphy they're both comic books uh definitely get to it find your local lcs that's local comic book store for the uninitiated <laughs> uh and also redundant because local lcs means the same thing uh, oh geez one, yes. you know, get, yeah right get your books there get you know uh get it online you know however you get it read it because it's, it's really great stuff and then uh We'll figure out what else we're doing for the rest of that month. Uh, We recently reviewed
1: his uh, Punk Rock Jesus, so if you were interested in that, you liked what it sounded like and you read it, you probably like his Batman story as well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of, of, uh, you know, speaking truth to capitalist power in that one. But in the meantime, in between time, folks, catch us next Friday on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Remember that on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us, uh, leave us a five-star review, subscribe as well. You can find us on YouTube if I feel like uploading any more videos. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Politipop Pod, Instagram at Politipop Podcast. I update it once every couple months. You can email us your thoughts and or whatever you feel like emailing us, compliments at politipopcast at gmail.com. Uh, as always, find our show notes and sources at wordpress.com And a special thanks to. To all of you listeners, uh, you have made this uh, this past month pretty awesome as far as numbers goes, folks. Uh, April is really, has really, I don't know, just spiked back up when we, mm-hmm. you know, when we hit uh,
1: when you needed it the most,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like the just like Avatar The Last Airbender, yeah. So, so yeah. y'all just are don't awesome. make it an
1: April Fools and keep it going through May. Come on, yes, please, who doesn't love that, do.
0: exactly. Uh, and uh, for the Politopop Pod. Oh wait, no, I forgot. Special thanks also to Antonia Hava for logo design, whose cat is doing better and in recovery. So everyone Yay. cross your paws, cross your beans, cross your your toes or your fingers. Let's, you know, let's send positive vibes uh to, to Antonia's uh, cat. And uh, for the Politipop podcast, I have been Angry Mike Booch.
1: <laughs> and I have been Ty.
0: No matter what your watching on tv no matter what you're thinking about it no matter what you're reading with you know the bullshit huh, mainstream media headlines that you see please never stop thinking never stop learning and always remember to read between the lines and scene. that it is
1: i was looking at the lights